Hello and welcome to the second episode of the BSTAT Chat. I actually previously recorded an entire separate episode, but with the enlightenment of the Hunter Biden situation, I found that for the time being, Joe Biden's cabinet picks was a little less important than what's going on currently. There's been talks of secession that were started by Rush Limbaugh, and people jump to the conclusion that this has to do with the fact that Donald Trump lost the election and the mainstream media will have you believe that this is because of the greed and lust for power in the conservative party, which is simply not true and shows how dishonest and disconnected they are from what's really happening. And what is it that's really happening? There's a massive culture gap in the United States right now between the left and the right. And in some division of the left, which would be considered the far left at this point, it's entirely different than what we find to be the basic traditions of America and how we think this country should run, down to the very core of what we think freedom and justice is, is entirely different. And it's okay for us to disagree. It's okay for us to think things should run different. But the only way that these basic ideas could coexist in a society, a free society, is if you do not have a media that is cramming one of these agendas down your throat while simultaneously censoring the other. And that has severely affected the culture of the United States. But more importantly, the government cannot be cramming down an agenda in any way because any power you give to the government is a very hard thing to take. And when you live in a society where people have drastically different views, you have to give more individual liberties to make decisions because the founding fathers knew that bigger government was actually more likely to collapse. And they knew this because of Great Britain. Back then, they said, okay, we're going to try to take control of a place thousands upon thousands of miles away who was culturally very different from them. And with the United States being as large as it is, that culture is going to be different from place to place, which is why you can't put blanket laws over everything and you need to keep the government small. Because when you make the government big, nothing is going to work for everybody. Not only does it not work for everybody, but on top of that, when these laws are being pressed down on you, that you no longer feel like you have representation within the government. You feel like your voice is being squashed, and the voice from people like over in New York or California or wherever are pressing their views on you, and you no longer have a say in it. And for the last four years, if you voted for Donald Trump, a lot of people didn't want to say that. Because the general notion is, if you voted for Donald Trump, you're a racist, a bigot, and a sexist. So then when Joe Biden gets on TV and talks about how he wants to unify all of us, how do you feel about that? Do you feel represented by Joe Biden? Do you feel like the media gave Joe Biden an extreme advantage with not releasing certain news for the sake of him winning the election? They said themselves that it may influence the election, and that's why they did not release the news about Hunter Biden. And the one uh, news network that did announce it on Twitter actually got removed from Twitter entirely, as they said it was false information, which, as we are learning now, is entirely not. This news has been out there this entire time, but you couldn't find it. It was censored everywhere. Things were taken down. Trump talked about it through the entire campaign. And the other day, Trump actually quoted a columnist saying that 10% of Americans would have changed their vote if they knew about the Hunter Biden investigation. But saying that, I did not find any statistics on this. I saw where it was said, but I did did not uh, find any actual polls or anything like that to support this. So I would not take that 10% number as literal because we don't actually know. But you would have to think that with how fragile things are with China right now, that people's trust in Joe Biden and his dealings with China and the, the potential that he may be compromised would be a real 
issue for people if they actually knew about this stuff. So to say that it's just Republicans whining because they lost an election, and that is why we hear the talks of seceding from the Union, is just, it, it, it's just not true. I, I don't equate any of those feelings from Trump losing the election. What I, I equate those feelings through what we have just talked about, and it shows how disconnected people are. And, and, and when Rush Limbaugh said that he thinks we are trending towards secession, he means that the culture is... The culture gap in the United States is just widening so much. And it's almost to a point where me, myself, along with a lot of other conservatives, would say that we don't feel tolerated by the left. The second we say that we care about black lives, but Black Lives Matter is not the movement. They're not focusing on the issues that actually affect black Americans. You're more likely to get struck by lightning than shot by a police officer as a black American in the United States. They're not focusing on black on black crime. They're not focusing on the thousands of babies that are aborted every year in the black community. They're not focusing on the fact that there's disproportionately more fatherless homes in the black community. And there are things we could be doing to take these steps. And the, the fact that we're focusing in on the police brutality and the shootings is just anti-productive. And we're not actually getting to the root of a lot of these problems. And something that Ben Shapiro likes to say that I've always thought was the perfect way to word some of this stuff because the police brutality, you know, this goes a lot deeper. It goes into the overall ideology that there is there is systematic racism in the United States, which is not true. But if there is in any instance, just point to it. Point to it. Say, you know, if there's a specific instance where a man was shot by a cop, a black man was shot by a cop, and it was unjust and it shouldn't have happened, I will stand right with you and fight it. But when you overall just throw the word out systematic racism it's, it's a ghost you, you can't you can't find it you can't fight it you're just screaming at air and this gives people a scapegoat to whatever they're doing to just scream systematic racism because there, there's no consequences for that because it's not something you can point to but if we can point to something specific i think everybody or at least the large majority of the united states would be on board with fighting that systematic racism but the thing is there, we we can't find it and if we, can't if we can't find it and you can't point at it, then how are we supposed to fight it? And that idea that you can simply scream racism now, it's, it's morphed into an entire cultural thing where there's this cultural or social hierarchy. If you're part of a minority group, whether it's uh, somebody in the LGBT community or somebody who is of color, any sort of group that is not the majority, that, that has become... You have this social hierarchy created this notion that, or the media has created this notion, the government is against you, everything is weighing you down, and the only thing that's going to help is the Democrats. And they've created this notion to make sure that anybody who lives in low-income areas or anybody who is a part of a minority group like the LGBT community or anything like that, that they are your saviors. They are the ones to help you, and they campaign towards these people every single election cycle. And the reason, in, in, in that effort, they've also not only made them look bright and shiny, but they've really muddied the conservative party, and they've made them look like we're not there for them, we can't connect with them, and we do not have their best interest at heart. And when you talk on a lot of these statistics that we've pointed out, especially when you're talking about the black community and what the real issues are, uh, th this is the sort of scapegoat thing I'm talking about. It's like, I'm not black, 
so I can't have an opinion on what's actually happening. That 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 is a, a scapegoat to to an actual argument that's relevant, and you have to be able to navigate with facts and not just blurt out that I'm not black or I'm not this and that is your argument because that is where we've come where you can hide behind your identity in this country and I think that was the beginning of what we know as the culture wars in the United States right now because it's come to a point where yeah people don't want to have these conversations it's uncomfortable to have these conversations and a lot of times they're very hostile because you want to talk to somebody and it gets turned around on you and you get attacked personally for your basic opinions that are not you know rash and ridiculous but that is how the left has turned this is now if you disagree with them they have morphed people's view of our views that they are at the core racist and homophobic and transphobic and all this so it, we, we can't have these discussions that before were things that yes we may disagree but we can still have a well-informed conversation without being called a racist or being attacked personally. Now, if you believe that the core values of the Republican Party are racist, homophobic, transphobic, and all this, then you are going to believe with certainty that there is systematic racism in the United States. And also, just to rewind a little bit, so I did want to actually touch on this previously, like when I was talking about the Hunter Biden situation and if that would affect Americans' votes. You know, say what you want about breadline Bernie, but he is an honest guy. I, I think he's a nut job, but he, he even came out and said, yeah, they held this back because of the election. He also said the same thing about the stimulus checks that were supposed to be sent out. They were, they were holding this back until Trump was gone because this is something that probably would have gained Trump votes and that he admitted that. So say what you want about Bernie Sanders, but you got, you got to give it to him. He's honest. He openly wants to socialize health care. He openly praised Cuba and Fidel Castro. So, like, for, for those reasons, I can respect Bernie Sanders. This is what he wants, and he's honest about what he wants. And that is something that the Democratic Party has lost entirely. For instance, just the other day, Obama came out and said, well, what people thought he says is that he didn't agree with the term defund the police, where what he really said is you shouldn't word it that way because people are not going to get on board when you word it as defund the police, you should call it something else, which is essentially what he's saying is you need to mask your agenda, which is something Barack Obama was extremely good at. And so to finish this podcast, I know this one's a bit short. I just figured late last week that, that this, this was something that was really bothering me, and culture wars is something that I'm very passionate about in the United States, and I think that it was more important to release this than it would be to talk about Joe Biden's cabinet picks right now, which was the original plan. But I, I figured a shorter video that covered something that I'm a little bit more passionate about was more important than covering something that uh, we could cover anytime. And as I said in the first podcast, I like to end these episodes with something a little bit more fun, something in politics that's not necessarily pertaining to anything particular, but just something I got a good laugh at out of the week. And generally on this podcast, I try to limit the bad language, but to end this one... My little fun thing of the week will just be this. We're, we're going to play a little game. So there was a protest in Oregon to keep businesses open and to stop the lockdowns. And we're going to play a game of guess this person's profession. So this lady who was in her car passed the protesters and started screaming at them. So let's see if you could figure out what her profession is. <laughs>
actually got suspended for that if you didn't realize that that was a teacher if you didn't catch that that was a teacher so um that is the end of this podcast again follow me on twitter give me some recommendations at neistat brendan n-e-i-s-t-a-t-b-r-e-n-d-e-n and uh, we have these podcasts on youtube as well as apple Podcasts right now and we're working on getting them on spotify so thank you for listening and i will see you next time